Hello, hello, federal employees. Thank you for being here today and welcome. My name is Dallin Haas and we are going to dig in to a very, very commonly requested topic that I definitely wanted to cover. It's just a matter of getting it presented in a great way to give you the information you need to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So today, today we're going to talk about if you leave the government early, if you leave the government before you have an immediate retirement eligibility, before you hit a few of these metrics, then what are your options? And many of you have heard of taking a lump sum of all your retirement contributions instead of leaving it in the system. And what are the pros and cons of that? Now, before I get super, super deep, let's go over some of the basics. When I'm talking about retirement contributions, right now I am not talking about your TSP. Many people call that a retirement plan, and it is a retirement investment plan, but right now I'm talking about the retirement plan that comes along with being a federal FERS employee that will fund your pension down the road. So every paycheck as a federal employee, you put money into the system. And down the road, when you start, when you retire, when you start your pension, that is the big fund where your pension's paid out of, this big system. So basically, if you hit 20 years at age 60, five years at 62, or 30 years at your minimum retirement age, or 10 years at your minimum retirement age with a lowered pension, if you hit any of those, then you could retire right away, boom, and you'll get your pension right away. That, that's one option, right? But for many people that don't make it to any of those age, age spots or those years of service, you have the ability to take one of two options. First, you can wait for a deferred retirement. So basically, you don't start your pension until later. Let's say you did 20 years, but you're only, let's say, 45. Right? You're 45 years old, you've done 20 years, and there's a great career opportunity that comes up and you take it. There's two options. You can first, A, take a deferred retirement. And with 20 years of service, you'd be able to start your pension at age 60. But you're 45 right now, so you'd have to wait 15 years and your pension would start at age 60, depending on your height three and all those things during your career. So that's kind of how it works. So that, that's one option is you can take a deferred retirement if you're not eligible. And the second option is that you can take a lump sum payment for everything you paid into the system, right? Like I said, every paycheck, you pay money into the system to fund at least a portion of your pension down the road. So that is the two decisions. Do I wait for a deferred retirement or do I just take a lump sum of my pen or all of the contributions I made into the system today, what makes the most sense? And a lot of people don't talk about this, but I definitely want to give you the information that you need to make an educated decision here. So the first thing, the first thing to know is, okay, how much have you paid into the system, right? How much money are you contributing every paycheck every year to fund your pension down the road? And is it worth it to take that all out in a lump sum or to wait down the road? So for every federal employee, first federal employee that was hired before 2013, you're contributing about 0.8% of your salary into the system, into the retirement system, right? If you were hired in 2013, then you contribute about 3.1% 
into the federal system, into this, into this system. If you're hired after 2013, you put in about 4.4% into the system. So it's dramatic, right? If you were a federal employee hired in 2012, well, you're only contributing about 0.8% mm, of your salary, but just a couple years later, you're contributing four to six times the amount. So it's dramatic. So first, know exactly how much you're putting into the system and know exactly what that lump sum payment would be. Let's do an example. So for example, let's say you were hired in 2012. Well, let's say there's three employees. Three employees, they all made 80 grand for five years. They worked for the federal government. They all made 80 grand for five years. The only difference was when they were hired. That's the only difference. The first employee was hired in 2012, right? And so he or she will put in 0.8% of that salary during those five years into the system. The next employee was hired in 2013. And so he will put about 3.1% of his salary during those five years into the system. And then the person hired in 2014 is gonna put about 4.4% into the system during that time. So if we run just the quick math, the person hired in 2012 is gonna put a little over $3,000 into the system, about $3,000 into the system during the five years, right? The person hired in 2013 is gonna put about $12,400 into the system, right? Dramatically more. And then the person hired in 2014 is definitely the most, and it's gonna put in about $17,400 into the system. So it's dramatic, it's dramatic, and like I said, the numbers are going to look different for you because you're paid differently and you will be hired at different stages. So do the research so you know, okay, how much approximately did I pay into the system, right? And then at that point, you could say, okay, if I did a deferred retirement today, let's say you left the government for another job. If you deferred your retirement until 60, 62, whatever it is for you, what is the amount that you would get as a pension, right? For, for example, for the um, federal employees I just talked about, let's say they had five years of service, they made 80 grand, and so their pension, if we just do the quick math of their pension, 80 grand times five years times 1% multiplier, well, that's about $4,000 a year, right? And so what they are trying to decide is, do I take the lump sum that I already paid into the system, right, the numbers I went over, or do I wait until age 62 and take $4,000 every year for the rest of my life? That is the choice they are trying to make. And it, there's one huge consideration that you definitely wanna think about is, and that is how close you are until age 62 or the age until you can start your deferred retirement. If you're just a couple years away then, hey, it probably makes a ton of sense just to wait for the deferred retirement and you get that pension Every, every every month for the rest of your life. That's awesome, that's amazing. But let's say one of these federal employees was 25. They already had five years of service and they went and left for another job. Do they leave the $17,000 or the $10,000, whatever it is, do they leave that in the system for the next 35 years and then get paid $4,000 every year that um, hasn't grown over the last 35 years with inflation or anything like that? Does that make sense? Well, maybe. It depends what you value and what you think you can do with that money on your own. If you think you can invest the 10 grand yourself over that course of that time and make more than you would get 
then just keep it in a deferred, deferred retirement, then it might make sense to do the lump sum. Honestly, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd say most of the time, it makes sense for federal employees just to keep their contributions in the system and to take the deferred retirement. Most of the time, a guaranteed income in retirement is extremely hard to beat, right? Pensions are incredibly valuable and are incredibly hard to replicate. That being said, in some cases, it may not make sense. It may, may make sense just to take the lump sum out and invest it for yourself. The issue with that is that now you're responsible, right? You have to take responsibility to make sure you're investing those things correctly and in a way that's going to grow over time first and not be too conservative, but not be too aggressive so that you lose your investment. You don't want to be too far on either side. So those are the sort of things to think about. Like I said, it's gonna look very different for you. You're gonna need, of course, your high three, where you got paid during that time, as well as, okay, how much am I contributing into the federal system? And it depends on when you were hired. Like I said, if you wanna see some of the numbers, like I said, I walk through this and I walk you through some of the numbers, check out my article that's associated with this video in the description of the podcast, the YouTube, whatever, wherever you're consuming this, there's gonna be a link to my blog. Check out the article that's associated with this so you can see the numbers in real life in print so that it's a little more visual, right? Many of you always request the visuals, the visuals, and I definitely try to do that in my articles and so that you can see the numbers and some great examples of how this might work out for you. So I hope this was helpful, especially for those that are considering leaving the government before you hit the typical 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is to get that immediate retirement for you. So I hope that was helpful. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time.